Now we're recording in two different ways. Hey. Yeah. But let's do feedback somehow. Will it do feedback somehow? It won't do feedback somehow. I know, <laughs> what, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Three dudes recording twice. Doing it right. With the power of Grayskull. Okay. Uh, it's weird that Christ rhymed there, yet you still went with Grayskull. <laughs> <laughs> well, who records with the power of Christ? I mean, I mean Grayskull like, is classically known for recording. Like slick shoes or... <laughs> what? Okay, so uh, let's do the clap off, eh? It's a Christian pop punk band, Dan. What are they called? Slick shoes. Slick shoes. Slick shoes. What are they? Ooh, slick? I know. I know how we can clap off in a way that uh, would if be. If you suggest organic. saying "oi, oi, oi, oi," I'm going to fight you. He's going to suggest. <laughs> we, was... He's going to suggest we clap along with the theme song. Exactly. That's what I was going to suggest. Like this. A bad cast. 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 Wow, there was... N- n- I think Dan was clapping on the offbeat. <laughs> sounded great well, I mean, for me. I mean, it pretty much sounded like both of you were clapping on the offbeat in uh, my, from my ears. So, like, that was perfect. Um, yeah, one, one person was clapping with me, and one person was clapping against me. <laughs> well, blame the internet. The internet is just not allowing us to unify, like everyone thought it would yes it it is it is at this moment right now that we've realized that the universe <laughs> that the internet will not allow us to unify hey welcome to the show it's our bad guest uh with me your host mike linden uh with me as always your co-host steven montenegro that's me and with him as always co-host dan linden i'm not with you yeah you're jim to my marlin perkins um I mean, you're not like, I mean, I, it's it's like a, a, the transitive property. You are, as always, with Stephen, who is, as always, with me, and therefore you are, as always, with me. Well, you said you were with you, too, so that's... Did I say I was with me? Yes. With me, as always. Is me. Me? No, you said with me. I think me. that works. You uh, Forget Yeah, it. I mean, it would be really weird if you weren't. Who's Marlon Parkins? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Steven is. Yeah. No, I <laughs> It's it's from a TV show from the 50s. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, uh but more a point uh or more to the point, it's a thing that Garth says in Wayne's World. Uh okay. There we go. Which show from the 50s is it? Do you know? Cuz I don't. That was one of those things that I allowed to go over my head while watching that movie. <laughs> there were a lot of those things. At a yes. certain point, and then like for me, they like filled in backwards. Um, it's so it's Wild Kingdom, and like oh. Marlon Perkins was the host of Wild Kingdom, and sometimes Jim would show up with animals. Maybe it was the sixties, but like yeah, for me, it's funny that they filled in backwards from all, it, not just from Wayne's World, but from like all comedies of like the early nineties, like you know late seventies to early nineties. It was like mm-hmm. it was like oh. Well, I guess that was supposed to be a joke because the cadence was joke-like. And then, like, I'd get to the age of 24 and see some reference to Marlon Perkins hosting Wild Kingdom. 
and then go, right. oh, that's what that joke meant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my friend of the show, Nancy, and I have been watching a lot whoa, of whoa, like... Whoa, whoa, what happened? What happened with your relationship that she's been downgraded to friend of the show? I was just going to say my wife, but then I forgot that she is canonically also a friend of the show. And I feel like that's the more appropriate title within the context of the show. Fair enough. Right? Am I wrong? I mean, you're not like, you're sort of, it's sort of like refusing or declining to disclose nepotism, but... I see. <laughs> like, if you were running for office, uh-huh. you would have to disclose the jet skis that she owns on yeah. your financial disclosure. Right. The dogs that All she strapped to the top of our car. <laughs> yeah. Right. Don't blame her for that, you monster. No, I won't. Um, what was I saying? Anyway, I was friend, just wondering that exact same thing. Friend oh, of the show, Dan's we've wife. Been watching, Nancy. yeah, we've been watching a lot of like movies of note lately, and it has been fun for the ones that I hadn't seen. Where I'm just like, ah, yes. Now, like, I always knew that a lot of things in The Simpsons were references to old movies, but now I know like exactly which movie, rather than vaguely which movie. Oh, yeah, that's funny. That that was always a that's been something that I've been wondering about for years now. Uh just the sheer number of things that the Simpsons was directly referencing or parodying or whatever that I had no idea were things. Yeah, like there were definitely something that was like, oh, I thought that was just like a fun joke they decided to do. But no, it is a a shot-for-shot remake of a scene from an old movie. And it makes me wonder, like, like, how would it have affected my relationship with The Simpsons if I had actually recognized the things that they were parodying? So I... Because, um, like, you know, that comes up in cartoons now... And sometimes it's funny, and sometimes I just think, oh, well, you didn't really do anything there. <laughs> um, so as as a like preteen and tween and early teen, I was uh, my family stole basic cable, and I was up late at night a lot. So you, wait. I was um, I was essentially an effete cinephile at a certain Ooh. point, <laughs> um, uh, and. I enjoy The Simpsons, early The Simpsons, tremendously, despite knowing what, I think, what most of the things are that they are doing parodies of. Mm-hmm. Pre-teen, tween, early teen. Is that the right order? Yeah, there's like a, <laughs> dis- there's like a distinction in there, maybe without a difference, but like, you know what I was saying. From the yeah. ages of like 8 to 13. Yeah. Oh, I also, a fun fact and spoiler for the end of the movie Easy Rider. I now realize that while I understood that the them just riding around in their hover scooters and the end of the season finale, the first season of Venture Brothers, I did not realize that also getting shot from a truck was a reference to Easy Rider. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the ending I was expecting of that movie. Uh, uh, yeah, that... That was during an era in which a lot of movies just ended with like, well, how do we end it? I don't know, but I know we need an ending. Well, that was apparently like I was because like I was so curious, but I was like reading about it. And that was apparently, uh, uh, God, what's his name? Not Dennis Hopper. Paul Newman? No. Oh, Henry Fonda? Thank you. I knew it was a Fonda, but I couldn't remember which one. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, That was apparently like part of the pitch. 
Like he was like he went to Dennis Hopper. He was like, "Hey, what if we did a movie where we were like hippies riding around and then we got murdered by hillbillies?" Really? Yeah. Apparently, that was like a, that was this first scene that came into his head. Huh. So like, then they then they filled in the movie that they cared about. Yeah. The Hills Have Eyes is actually The Hills Have Eyes 2, and Easy Rider is The Hills Have Eyes 1. Wow. <laughs> or it's like a like a, like a a pre-Hills Have Eyes, or a Twills Have Eyes or something. Oh my god. Like, it's almost there. What a weird pitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, uh... I always just, there's so many movies of that area where the ending's just like, well, they needed to wrap it up. Yeah. Um, I always assumed that it was that. Another fun fact I learned about that movie, oh, this is turning into my other podcast, um, <laughs> was that they were originally going to try to get uh, Rupert Thorne to be the character that Jack Nicholson eventually played. But Rupert Thorne, apparently when they went out to dinner together, pissed off Dennis Hopper so much that they almost started beating the shit out of each other in the restaurant. <laughs> I feel like I feel like there's other people that have that same story about Dennis Hopper. Or Rupert Thorne. <laughs> I mean, like, maybe. I don't know enough about him as a person. Am I saying that name right, or am I confusing them with a Batman villain? I think you're confusing him with a Batman villain. Cause, yeah, what is his actual name? Um, uh, Rupert Murdoch. No. Oh, uh, I'm tired. Oh, it's Rip Torn. There we go. I was Rip like, Torn. I had Rip Torn. Oh. I had the general yeah. idea of the name I, right. I was like... I was like, ah, oh, God, can I reach my phone to Google who he's talking about? Because I don't know who he's talking about, but, but <laughs> I don't want to ruin the flow of this. That said, um, Rip Torn probably could play a great Rupert Thorne. And then, yeah, and then, I, and then I was trying to reach my phone because I'm like, wait, that's a Batman villain. Is that named after a dude? Does he I mean, look like the dude? But no, it was just Rip Torn. Yeah, man. I, if I just wanted to invent a scenario where two celebrities fought each other, mm-hmm. I would put Rip Torn and uh, Dennis Hopper in a room together. Right. That just I makes mean, sense to me. Considering that the other person involved is Rip Torn, mm-hmm. <laughs> I actually think that like you could put him in a room with just about anyone you'd like to see him fight. Just also put some gin in there. Mm-hmm. Well, as far as I understand, he never beat up Gary Shandling. Or more to the point, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, what? Oh, got yeah. in trouble for Got in trouble for his uh, behavior on Transparent. What's his name? Yeah, that guy. The bald one. Yeah, the Dad bald one. Dad from Arrested Development. Yeah. What is this goddamn... Uh, Rupert Thorne. <laughs> yes. His name is Rupert Thorne. Never forget it. Yeah. My point is, I'm not aware that he ever beat that guy up. And if Rip Torn didn't beat that guy up, like, he's got to have a little more uh, constraint on himself than uh, you're giving him credit for. Sure. Dan, do you, do you also know that his name is Jeffrey Tamborn and just not there telling you Mike God to, damn to be no, a dick about it? No, I couldn't remember. <laughs> so I just was going to, I was just riding, I was just riding the way. <laughs> I assume it's pronounced tambor. Yeah, that sounds yeah, right. That's how I've always heard it. I don't hear names. What? <laughs> what? I what? say them. <laughs> I, I did just realize that like anything that I know about like anybody that's famous, I know from Twitter. And like I never like if I click through anything because I'm a very old man. 
Mm-hmm. If I click through anything that involves video, I'm not turning the sound up. If it's just people talking, I just close it and go, I guess I don't know that. Um, and move <laughs> and move on. I think that's a healthy way to be. Like, who are these people that are always like, yeah, I have the sound up on my phone all the time, just listening to videos. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, if they don't have the decency to have good captions going, like, right? what are they doing? Yeah, it's 2021. At least make a robot a try. Yeah, at least make a robot uh, just totally destroy its attempt at doing it. <laughs> So that it's funny. Oh, yeah. Dan, you should John Henry a robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll uh, I'll take I'll bring it to the marketing department. Caption so hard that you die at the end. Oh shit, I forgot about that part. <laughs> I forgot that was like key to the mythos. I guess I guess in this instance it would just be like have carpal tunnel at the end. It probably like the stakes are the stakes and the physicality of it are lower. Sure, I guess that's true. Yeah, you'd just be reduced to uh, wrist stumps. Oh my! You wouldn't God. be dead. Yeah, you'd be like the old man in the sea. You'd be famous. Oh boy! And then is, you could get robot hands, and that, then suddenly you would be the best of both worlds. Hold on, is that what that book is about? He fishes so hard his wrists. His hands fall off. <laughs> he holds onto a rope for so long that his hands become useless claws. Oh, okay. Great. I, I actually am pretty certain that the language that Hemingway used was useless claws. All right. That sounds about right. It does. Um, You know, like it's because he didn't have that extra toe or thumb that Hemingway was so fond of. That was the fatal flaw of the old man in the sea. What? What? Is that a big thing? Hemingway loved polydactyly? He likes cats with too many digits. Oh. Ah. Is that 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 the key feature to that Hemingway crew of cats? Yes. That they're, they got the magic extra thumb or whatever? Uh, Yeah, they all, they all have too many fingers or whatever. Nice. Truly his greatest legacy. (laughs) I mean, people act like it. (laughs) (laughs) people like cats it's the internet age yeah and it's also like it's easier to like it's like it's easier to like the cats that he allowed to live rather than just like the shitty person he kind of was right sure so you can just be like oh what's that book it's like oh you know it's written by that guy who let all those cats breed on his in his house like (laughs) here's my question i i don't know that much about hemingway right Mm. but like as like a human being yeah but was he ever shitty to anyone, or was he just shitty alone all the time? I mean, he was just kind of a, a dickhead, I think. Like, he's, I think he's one of those guys where just like, you know, he was always, he drank a lot. He was, I think he was like fun if you were on his good side, <laughs> and otherwise kind of an asshole. I Like, my impression of him is that he was just never around anyone, or never spoke to anyone, and like... If you're a complete asshole, but you never talk to anybody or be near them, I feel like it's okay. I mean, I think it depends on like what era of his life you're talking about. Because I feel like there was a good while where he was just like just palling around Europe, being an asshole <laughs> to some like, people, like mostly periodically, women. periodically fighting in the Spanish Civil War and then being a misogynist. <laughs> yeah, that, I think that covers it. Uh, yeah, and then whenever whatever movable feast. Whenever that was, that's mostly a book about him just like, I don't know, just kind of going around eating oysters. 
great. I don't know. Like, I feel like half. I I read that one, and like half of it is just kind of like, ah, and then I went down to the bistro and just got really drunk, <laughs> and then I <laughs> went home, and my wife was sad or whatever. Yeah, it seems like many of the autobiographical or what I assume were autobiographical elements of his writing were based around him being like, look, you guys, I know I'm shitty. Yeah. But like, like, I always just like for some reason in my brain and like, I don't know, maybe I should like, like personally, like, or within myself, cancel Hemingway retroactively uh, and then possibly myself for not, um, for not putting this all together. I always just assumed that he was just constantly alone and mm. therefore it was okay if he was shitty. <laughs> <laughs> like, cause like, look, if, if Ted Kaczynski had just mailed that manifesto out and asked people to publish it over and over instead yeah. of mailing people bombs, no yeah. one would have beef with that guy. I mean, except for like maybe the, whoever kept receiving that manifesto, they'd at least be like, uh, again, Oh, I just assumed he'd be sending it to different publishing houses. Oh, I see. <laughs> that would be the... Well, I guess, like... Well, I guess why... Uh, I guess... I'm not sure what strategy would be better there. Uh, I mean, if you keep sending it to the same publishing house, does the same person see it every time? How much time are you giving oh, do you eventually? Between? Yeah. Do you eventually find the right reader for your manifesto? Yeah, exactly. The trick to selling a manifesto is finding the right reader. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. Good advice. And have a good entertainment lawyer engaged. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that just makes sense. Yeah. The I I mean, like like if he hadn't if he hadn't like, you know, if he had just been the unityper, like no one would have beef with that guy. Why is yeah. he called the Unibomber? Maybe he called himself that? I'm not quite certain. Huh. Would he have felt the need to do what he did in the modern social media environment? Or would he have been satisfied with getting his message out? Just a massive shit poster. (laughs) I mean, his beef was with technology in general. Oh, well. He thought that technology was ruining the world. Oh, well, proven wrong, so. Yeah, Yeah. take that, Kaczynski. Yeah, and... And even after surviving all that, Perseverance is still rolling across Mars. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Did you guys watch the uh, any of the landing or anything? I didn't watch it live. I think I was shitposting on Twitter at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but I eventually watched it. I tuned into it just be- when I heard that it was happening. And just I got to watch like the end part where it was like, getting you know like the shoot came out and the actual landing and it was funny how like there was the uh there was a person doing like the actual official like announcements of like what Uh state they were in and then but every once in a while there's some other guy that i assume was either the director of the whole mission or just like just had no tact every once you just hear him on the mic go yes yes (laughs) like (laughs) um I, I love all of the I love all of the social media posts of uh, first of all everybody acted like this is the first time we'd ever seen a picture from anywhere else in the solar system yeah. on social media like oh my god you guys it's amazing this is a photo of a different planet yeah and I'm all like cool like the ones we took in 1987 oh <laughs> those don't count uh but like I also like that everybody's like oh my god you guys it's video. Turn the sound on. You're hearing a different planet. It's just wind on a pop screen. Yeah. 
Right. Yeah, there's a couple of those. It's just like, the sounds of Mars. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's cool that we have it. Like, yeah, it it's is definitely cool. It's definitely not something that seems particularly worth most people listening to. But yeah, right. like everybody, everybody in uh, like that was suddenly a space expert on social media uh, was just like immediately like, oh my god, you guys have to hear this, and like, and it's just <laughs> if it were like, oh my god, dude, you scuffed my kick. Like that would be something, right? But yeah. no, it's just the wind. It doesn't do turn like, out. It doesn't turn out that there's a couple of random sneaker heads just rolling around Mars. I do like the idea, though, of like. I mean, I know it doesn't work much in our current environment of just like being at some coffee shop and just hearing someone go, "Oh, dude, have you heard Mars? Yeah. You gotta check out <laughs> Mars." Um. Yeah, I was. Uh, it, I was sort of thankful that I watched it after the fact and just like caught the like, here's the important part. Right. Uh, videos, though, I do tend to watch most of those things while they're live. Um, uh, honestly, I, I think I was probably in a meeting, um, but normally like I watch those things when they're live because, you know, got to have something on while you're working and like it might as well be um, uh, communications nominal. <laughs> Uh, I 30 seconds to impact. I tuned in like, uh, like just as the, uh, live chat on YouTube started saying things like we made it GG, blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, Oh, well, I guess, uh, I guess everything worked out. And then I scrubbed back just far enough to watch the process in double speed, which is my preferred way to watch things live slightly behind. So I can watch it fast. Wow. 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 Yeah. I tend to start, uh, I tend to start watching soccer matches like 15 minutes in. So I don't have to watch halftime. <laughs> it also works for, um, uh, ancient, uh, CBS sitcoms. It turns out I've recently discovered <laughs> what, uh, I, I, uh, I clicked on some like, uh, like Wait, thrilling think, adventure hour do you video that, on you. Do you think that Diane has just always been there in Cheers? Do you not know that she showed up at the beginning? You just skip the first fifteen minutes, and you're like, "Oh, good show." Oh, I more meant like the double speed part, not the the skipping ahead part. Oh, uh, I like uh, I clicked some like thrilling adventure hour thing. Uh, a podcast of old timey radio stuff mm -hmm. that uh, this particular video was of um, Paget Brewster because she does a beloved character on that podcast, mm -hmm. and this has uh, machine learned my algorithm to uh, weird Paget Brewster uh, fanboy uh, <laughs> corner of the YouTube algorithm, okay, uh, which includes this like. Uh, late 90s uh, one season and it's done sitcom from CBS called Love and Money uh -huh. that uh, starred Paget Brewster some dude that I've never seen before or since uh -huh. um, but then also like Judy Greer uh, in an early role that like she's very underused in and then um, Brian Doyle Murray huh and then some other actors that like, I don't know. It's, it's kind of fascinating to watch a show that did not go. 
it's CBS still clinging to a format that was already uh, like out of steam. <laughs> and then, but then like, you know, uh, it has some actors that are actually good that are Wait. playing characters that don't have a use in the show. <laughs> say, say more about the format that is out of steam. Uh, you know, it was like CBS was doing the multicam laugh track sitcom when only olds wanted it. Oh, gotcha. Like this was like, you know, uh, I think like 99 to 2000 or something, maybe 2000 to 2001. I can't remember which, but it was when like people were just, you know, dunking on laugh tracks and just looking down their noses at the format. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Um, cause yeah, that's true. Uh, I just assumed that she just blinked into existence uh, at the beginning of Andy Richter controls the universe. Well, that was another thing like uh, finding like YouTube started out, started me down this path after the thrilling adventure hour thing by showing me clips of Andy Richter destro- uh, controls the universe. Whoa, that destroys it. that'd be a very different show. I don't know. It probably would be that different. No, it'd be similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I had totally forgotten that she was in. She was like the second character of that show. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah she was the other. She anchor. being Paget Brewster, huh? She was the other anchor of that show. Yeah. Yeah, basically, like the, uh, like the the main foil of the main character, I would say. Yeah. Yes. Like. Yeah. We, we don't need to get too deep into analyzing the character <laughs> relationships from Andy Richter controls the universe. What that, else would we use our podcast for? Yeah. I mean, we do a deep dive into Andy Richter controls the universe analysis, somehow uh, bring it back to Highlander in some fashion. Mm-hmm. And then we say goodbye. Well, what about the part where we take calls and tell people how to fix their cars? <laughs> oh, uh, all right. The lines are open. Going to be a lot of sad cars. Yeah. Although I did recently change my car battery. So Whoa. subject oh, yeah. matter expert that. over here. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Um, like like all on your own. Y- yes. You didn't have well, to. Call, you didn't have to call. You had to borrow my car. Yeah, I had to borrow my, Mike's car to go get a new battery. <laughs> but like, you didn't even need to call a radio show. Couldn't, uh. Couldn't you have just called a radio show anyways? You know, keep us in business. <laughs> Wait, which radio show? Us. How would I? <laughs> I had Mike's car. I mean, you could retroactively ask us what to do. <sighs> but I already know. And then you could answer it since you just did it. This is weird and dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm just trying to help Steven out. Like, he wants this to, have a, to happen. There's dozens, at least dozens of listeners sitting here riveted going, mm-hmm. yes, but how do you change the battery in a car? Okay, step one, unscrew the thingies. Step two, uh, pull ugh. out the battery. Wait, yours isn't strapped or clamped down in any way? I mean, there's like a, yeah, okay, that's part, well, of, the unscrew- problem. That's part of the unscrewing the thingies, though. Oh, so by thingies, you both meant the ter- the lead terminals and whatever strap or clamp is on it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I thought uh, you were accusing me of also meaning that when you used the term both. 
But now I understand what you were going for. Oh my god. This what? is this is the worst car episode we've ever done. <laughs> so so now my car won't start because you've stopped giving me instructions. Okay. Thanks, Dan. Um put another battery in. Wait, do How do you get the battery? Am I supposed to have one? <sighs> Bar okay, okay, okay. Let's start over. All right. Borrow Mike's car. Step okay. one. All of this seems like it takes a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Like Am I supposed to eat before I do this? Okay, make yourself a uh, like a high protein, middling carb snack. This sounds like it'll take a long time. He's gonna he's, uh, he's gonna how is he gonna survive this uh, long amount of time without respiring? With, uh, okay. Yeah, and also the story is taking a long time. Tell it in double time. Uh, <laughs> my God, I hate you. I hate you. Just I've got to assume we're already talking in double time uh, to the listener. <laughs> yeah, so they could hear how to, they could hear how to change a car battery in quadruple time. So wait, Mike, are they now? I'm concerned about your YouTube algorithm. Are you no longer seeing like how to build a trebuchet or like which correct stone was used no. in Roman fortifications? <laughs> no, 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 Paget Brewster's just building the trebuchet. Oh, that's kind of cool. That I would, would be fun. I would, yeah. I would be interested in seeing that. Is there? <laughs> I, I, you know, now that I think about it, I was way too understanding and willing to just accept that there's a corner of the internet that you are involved in that is obsessed with Paget Brewster. <laughs> She's very I mean, charming. I wouldn't say I'm involved in it. I'm consuming it. That's an that's an involvement. Yeah, Mike. Well, I'm just I'm just consuming these uh, archived episodes. You of are complicit. You are complicit in the Paget Brewster corner of YouTube. By like a German Paget Brewster fan uh, YouTube account. Fantastic. Is there? But like, das Brewster. <laughs> but like, uh-huh. say more about this because why is there a corner of the internet that's obsessed with Paget Brewster? She's charming. Uh, yeah, because I assume it's a mixture of the fact that she's uh, amusing and a woman, and also on Criminal Minds, something that a huge number of people have watched. Sorry, the dog's upset that there was the potential disparagement of Paget Brewster. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, so like, if you're just on Criminal Minds, there's some corner of the internet that's obsessed with you? I Honestly, mean, probably. Yeah, probably. Well, why have I not been on Criminal Minds then? <laughs> uh, I guess you need to work that out. Was that the one Get Goldblum was on? Uh, no, that was a Law and Order. I think wasn't oh. Goldblum on a Law and Order. I feel like he was on a Law and Order right after his bespoke uh, guy that solves crimes show fell apart. Wait, it was just called Goldblum solves crimes, or no? It was it was like a procedural where like he saw ghosts, but not really. The conceit was like he like imagined ghosts to help him solve crimes or something like. What? I barely remember this. I think it was on for like four episodes. You and are then he making moved on this to up. Be a Law and Order. No, this is not a real. <laughs> is this in your corner of YouTube as well? <laughs> Oddly, I mean, not yet, but I think it's about to be because I have to remind myself that this actually existed. What? What just happened? What did just happen, Dan? What? 
Yes. Did you mute to avoid dogs? Yes, I'm trying to be uh, considerate. But it was like mid dog bark, so it like it's. <laughs> I assumed that you died or something. Get um, out of here. Because as you know, everything near you goes silent when you die. Get out of here. Um, so, Mike, have you figured out what this gold bloom thing is yet? Rains, 2007 to 2007. A brilliant police detective has a unique... (sighs) I'm in the middle of telling the... It's spelled like the weather occurrence, but with an E after the N. You could have just said R-A-I-N-E-S. Yeah, but... eh. Anyways... I gotta let you walk walk the rest of the way, you know? Yeah, now read me the log Discover it yourself. I'm like Q, I'm just dropping hints and then... You discovering it for yourself, fool yourself into thinking that it is an idea that has merit. Read me the rest of the log line. A brilliant police detective has a I unique I said the twist. rest, not start over. I hadn't reached the dash yet. He can revive victims in his mind. Wait, that's it? That's the whole log line? Like I said, this did not last long. Even, yeah. even Jeff Goldblum couldn't keep this show alive. Yes, even Jeff Goldblum... <laughs> notoriously good at whatever people um, love watching Goldblum. I, I think people love hating Goldblum. did you know luis guzman originally had the role of charlie lincoln but after the pilot was shot he was replaced by malik yoba wait the guy from uh new york undercover maybe uh, and probably something more recent also he was on arrested <laughs> also he was on arrested development briefly Hmm. I think. I don't know. Um, Are you talking about Guzman or the other guy? Malik Yoba. Uh, uh, if I'm thinking the right guy, I think he was a bounty hunter that Portia de Rossi had an affair with. <laughs> okay. Wanted to, wanted to have an affair with. Gotcha. Oh my God. The dog is what so is mad that you didn't know about Malik Yoba. <laughs> <laughs> what is... What? Oh, Dan, so inconsiderate. Like, just neither of you have doors in your homes. Just, I mean, doors with like a significant amount of uh, sound insulation, I would imagine, would be required. Well, that dog was clearly not on the other side of a door. Um, <laughs> I, I know the difference between dogs outside of doors and dog inside doors. Dogs inside doors can get me. <laughs> Dogs outside doors, not a problem. I guess that is an important distinction. Hello, I'm back. Hey. Hey, did you buy a door? I mean, I. Did bought- you buy Reigns on DVD or something? Uh, I mean, if it's available, I suppose it's only on one disc. So You can watch it on Prime Video. Oh. Oh, we should probably all do that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what the rest of uh, 2021 is going to be devoted to. We're, just, it- we're becoming we're becoming a Reigns podcast. Yes. Isn't it only, isn't it only four episodes? <laughs> good question. I am right here. Uh, yeah, that is a good question. Uh, IMDb. Seven. I don't know Looks like there's seven episodes. Great. He can, he can revive them in his mind? Yeah, what does that mean? I mean, it basically like a similar show where a cop talks to the ghosts of the victims but in this case you are specifically not supposed to think that they are actual ghosts but that he is imagining them what in like a profiler type way i it was a very convoluted uh story Mm -hmm. 
Like, and maybe that was the problem. Wouldn't being able to talk to the person that was murdered make solving murders like not 42 minutes long, like really well, short? Like, hey, lady, who killed you? Your husband? Cool. Done. I mean, probably oh, if they were actually like ghosts and not your imagination talking to you. Yeah, it was probably like, you know, like he was, he would, like, he was like talking to them in his head to like figure out the the murder but he's also just a weirdo that would be more frustrating than just solving the murder <laughs> like you would be like ta- standing there imagining talking to a ghost and being like this would be so much easier if you would just tell me who killed you like or is like every crime like every crime like uh what do we got well it looks like someone snuck up behind him he would have never seen it coming <laughs> <laughs> it's true Jeff Goldblum played Ichabod Crane in a TV movie version of Legend of Sleepy Hollow in All 1980 right. oh my god how long was it uh, an hour and 44 minutes oh so they cut most of the dialogue <laughs> wonderful Ugh. Jesus Christ Goldblum <laughs> What's it, what happened what's wrong it, like there's no there is no one that I just want to yell at to shut up more. Oh well, yeah, that's that's canon on this podcast, actually. Oh, is that it? actually that actually is an excellent argument for actually becoming a Reigns podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what was what is our canon? What is our canonical <laughs> Goldblum oh, related? Think, I think just that Stephen has said that exact same thing on a on an episode before. Oh, that he wants to yell at Jeff Goldblum. Just yell just, at him to shut up. Yeah. You don't need to use the word like and the word figuratively and the word assuming and the phrase assuming all things being equal each time you order a Coke. <laughs> Interesting. I associate Goldblum more with the words well and uh. Yeah. Also that. Well and uh. I, I associate like, with, well, like a, with like a uh, ooh, like a ooh noise. Mm, uh, <laughs> well. <laughs> Hmm. Well, uh, um, well, well, uh, you see, um, uh, Coke. That Uh, like, that's a one-second transaction. Shut up, Goldblum. I find him. You sounded like Walter Cronkite trying to read Jeff Goldblum. I kind of did. I'm fine with Jeff Goldblum. I find him. I find his weird, lackadaisical approach to reality charming. (laughs) <laughs> like, but that's the thing is I don't actually have any beef with him he just takes too long to do everything I see how are you friends with me <laughs> seriously what no I don't ever wait for you to do anything I just assume you're not going to do it we move on <laughs> <laughs> that's uh that's fair yeah that's a pretty good that's a pretty good approach you're my best friend Ah. <laughs> Yeah, because I understand you. <laughs> huh. Because here's the deal. Like, I assume that when Goldblum takes 12 minutes to order a Coke, yeah. it's because he actually wants to order a Coke. If you were to take 12 minutes to order a Coke, it would be because you had some great anxiety that you thought people demanded or at least expected you to order a Coke, but you had no interest in actually doing it. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, because you I'm not sure about the motivation there, but like... <laughs> The, the general the general idea is probably there. Yeah, I can't imagine why you would why you would choose to do something 
I didn't mute or anything. That was the end of what I was saying. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's all right. I mean, that's fair. But if you were, I assume it's out of some sort of obligation. <laughs> that that sounds accurate. What like, man? Really get into we're some, really get into the nitty gritty psychology of the characters of this podcast. Yeah. Sometimes to like maintain relationships and for camaraderie and that sort of thing, and we appreciate that. And honestly, if Jeff Goldblum was just saying um or um like um or uh, you see um or congratulations on having your first child, I'd be more okay with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> because that's maintaining a relationship. That is the basic human need for for society and companionship. I'm fine with that. It's just everything want, that he doesn't need to do and taking so long to do it. I want us to get together with Jeff Goldblum's people okay. and license the ability to print uh, special event cards with Jeff Goldblum's face, and they're just all that. It's just a long <laughs> series of, well, oh, like uh, greeting um, cards. <laughs> and then eventually you open it, and you get whatever the actual thing is, birthday, I love it. anniversary, whatever it happens to be. And, but it's very matter-of-fact at the end. Because, yeah. yes, <laughs> there's no actual sentiment expressed at all. It's just like, oh, your birthday has occurred. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, pretty much that. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's do a series of gold bloom greeting cards. I love it. But it has yeah. to be like one of those like fold out ones that's actually like four panels. <laughs> right. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So that we can fill in a lot more ums yeah. uh, well. well uh, uh, as, uh, you see. Uh, as, a, uh, as a scholar's months defined uh, <laughs> life as a series of uh, interesting uh, circumstances and Events so, which bring us to the turnover. <laughs> uh, it's kind of a non-problematic Porky Pig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm currently watching. Uh, Wait, is Porky Pig problematic because he doesn't wear pants, or because he <laughs> <laughs> people people uh, complain about his stutter being like? Oh, sure, uh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, played for laughs. I I get it. Yeah. Um, I'm currently watching the X Files for the first time. Mm-hmm. I'd never watched the X Files oh. before. Um, are you are you trying to do uh. the Beverly Hills Cop theme? Um, what made you go to X Files now? Yeah, uh, I have no idea. All right, I mean, I'm gonna be real honest. Uh, but like, imagine if, like, imagine if. Mulder and his 21 minute long rant about the light in the sky of the ancients yeah. were portrayed by Goldblum. <laughs> Every episode would be like four episodes long. Mm-hmm, it's true. And it, because that is a, the X-Files is a verbose show. Right. Yeah. Um, when you, when you are writing a teleplay for Jeff Goldblum, you only get four lines of dialogue. <laughs> The company does have sort of like a, he is kind of like a gold bloom without the nervous energy. Yeah, he just gets to the point. It's a lot of point. (laughs) And he says a lot of things. Right. But he does get right to the point. See, that's a reference on The Simpsons I got right away. What? I mean, that X-Files episode where they have that whole thing where he gives this unnecessary monologue that takes forever. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, take Goldblum, yep. remove the nervous energy. Yep. 
Leave all of the weird sexual energy that you're not sure what direction it's going in. <laughs> yeah, okay. So let me ask this about about the X-Files. I assume both of you have watched it like in its totality or close, right? Uh, I wouldn't say close, but in its totality before Duchovny De- left. In close its, to its totality before Duchovny left. In its Duchovnity. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Spoiler. Um... What is yeah, the... he, gets re- he gets replaced by Terminator 2 eventually. T-1000. Yeah. Oh. Schwarzenegger um... is still the second Terminator, Mike. I don't know if you understand how those <laughs> movies work. Yeah. Yeah, it's Edward Furlong that later becomes the male lead on the X-Files. Right. <laughs> um, no, uh, what is the deal with them just constantly, like, as an aside, referencing or uh, or just calling out, oh, Mulder's sitting at work watching porn. What is the, why did they just randomly assign him this character trait of he just sits around watching porn all the time? Um, I, I guess just, it, it was funny to make him like a, I do not remember this at all. You don't remember his porn addiction? No. But like, oh man. But like in the office, like he's basically a sex criminal. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like. Wait, is that why they stuck him in the weird basement? Not because he's a crackpot, but because he's watching porn? Maybe, <laughs> because he's just constantly watching porn in his office. Like, if you, for some reason, can't fire that guy, which, under the laws of all 50 states and the District of Columbia, it should be pretty easy. Yeah. Like, like if you, for some reason, can't fire that guy, of course you put him in the basement. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it probably, like, is partially, like, a joke about the fact that, like, he was like, it kind of works less and less as like the plot ramps up more and more. But like, you know, the idea is that they put him in a basement because his part of the FBI isn't actually expected to do anything and no one cares that he's there. Uh, so he can kind of do whatever he wants down there. I don't so, totally understand so what he chooses why. to do is just watch pornography. Yeah, and I he also honestly uh, did not remember that. Yeah, I did not remember that the pornography thing at all. I was probably too focused on the scary monsters. Sure, like what a weird ass character trait to just give him, and then just expect that like like part of the suspension of disbelief around the X Files is like, yeah, sometimes one of the kids from the Sandlot is a vampire, but like <laughs> also. No one minds that this guy is just always watching porn at work. <laughs> that seems like a greater. That seems like it requires greater suspension of disbelief, especially as his, as the FBI is looking for a reason to fire and get rid of him. Just mm. they never. It never occurs to them that like like that they could just even if they weren't bothered by it, use it as a pretense to fire him. Maybe the maybe the uh, implication is that most agents of the FBI are watching pornography at work. Well, so that's what I'm wondering. <laughs> is that part of this? Is that part of canon in this universe? Is that like, is Mitch Pelegi just like sitting around watching porn in his magnificently oak paneled office? Like probably. I mean, that wouldn't surprise me for, Mitch Pelegi himself. No. I don't. I, I would be surprised if his character did that. Wow. I don't know any. I don't know anything about Mitch Pelegi himself. Is he? I don't actually know enough to say that. Shots either. fired at Pelegi. <laughs> but like, so, 
But when when you think about it, like Californication, I think uh, about that dude being a sex addict is like semi autobiographical for Duchovny. Mm. So is this just a thing that like they wrote in to make fun of him? Like, was he like a known predator on the set? And like, <laughs> maybe he pitched it. Uh, that is totally believable. Maybe he's just like, hey guys, what if uh, what if Mulder just watched pornography uh, whenever you guys are doing coverage? <laughs> Like, and like, I'm not trying to disparage Duchovny unless he deserves it. I just don't know if he does or not. Um, sure. Indeed. Uh, but I mean, let's assume that if he deserves to be disparaged, I'm doing so. And if he doesn't, I'm not. Great. Uh, <laughs> but like, but like. Very responsible. Good yes. work. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't bring hot takes here. I bring exactly the right temperature of takes. Um, my takes are constantly getting stolen by blonde girls that broke into my house. Um, what? Oh, I get it. Who you then eat? Yeah. Oh, now uh, it feels like you're <laughs> exposing and, things about yourself that maybe should be. No, it's a perfectly lukewarm take about that guy, Army Hammer. <laughs> mm, oh yeah, I've been. Uh, fo- I have not been following that at all. But is that part of it? That he's apparently like- he eats people. <laughs> okay. What? <laughs> like apparently there's a, right now? there's a whole thing where he's a sexual predator that tries to eat people or something and everybody's like surprised and i'm like dude that guy chose the name army hammer <laughs> <laughs> um i don't know actually what's going on with it uh like i assume that the big deal is that it's non-consensual eating of people um huh <laughs> like like and i am ex- and I am accepting all of the dynamics of consent here, right? Like, because even if it's a, like, non-famous person that consents to be eaten by him, it's probably still at least a little non-consensual, right? Like, because there's a power dynamic difference there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But all I'm saying is, if you don't want people to discuss the consent aspects of your eating of people on a podcast, don't eat people. And why was Fox Mulder always watching porn? That's, uh, those are my only two points. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Oh, and shut up, Goldblum. Right. Oh, right. I forgot about that. That's how we started. Uh, but I will right. say this. We started by announcing our uh, format shift. I will say this about Goldblum constantly stammering and taking forever to get to the point. While he's doing so, he neither has time to watch porn at work or eat people. Unless that's why he's stammering so much. He's got he a mouthful of porn in his ear. Oh, oh I was going the porn, <laughs> porn direction. Hmm. Like his attention is always half on what he's doing and half on the pornography in his ear. Okay. Well, I guess that I I will say again, on the hierarchy of terrible things that you can do in the workplace, still better than mouthful of people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. I think we could all agree with that. Yeah. Apparently he is the heir to an oil fortune. So no army hammer. And, like, was he born with the name Army Hammer? I mean, it says the Hammer family oil fortune, so at least his last name is Okay, so is he, like, Armand Hammer? Like, the, you know, millionaire industrialist that uh, people either loved or hated, I can't remember, from, like, the 20s? He is named Armand Hammer. Okay, so maybe he's named after his, like, great-grandfather, millionaire industrialist that people either loved or hated i can't remember you are correct <laughs> he is the great grandson of oil tycoon armand hammer gotcha huh um huh wow yeah. all right 
But he still chose to go by Army. Yeah. I guess. What's his middle name? What's his middle name? Douglas. He couldn't be Doug Hammer? Maybe there's already maybe there's already a Doug Hammer in SAG. Or just or just go by the mononym Hammer. Like you've already got a brilliantly monographed mansion that someone lost to the IRS that you could buy on the cheap. Mm, Good point. (laughs) Great point. Yeah, I guess. Uh, oh what? my God! Is MC Hammer a is MC Hammer clairvoyant? Is the song "Please Hammer Don't Hurt Them" about Army Hammer? Whoa! And why did I put the the th back in front of M in the title was, of that song? I was wondering that. Was that actually the title of the song, or was that just the album? Was there an album track of that same name? I don't know. Do you want me to look that up too? Yes. Yeah, go for All it. Right. While you're Googling. Hammer. Don't. <laughs> hurt him. Uh, okay, so let's see if there's a titular track. Here comes the hammer. You can't touch this. <laughs> Have you seen her? On your face, help the children. Dancing machine. Pray. On your face, help the children. Those are separate tracks. Those are separate tracks. Uh... Dance Machine, Pray, Crime Story, She's Soft and Wet, Let's Go Deeper. No, it does not appear there's a Ugh. song called Hammer, Don't Hurt Him. Huh. Mm-hmm. So I guess we've ruled out MC Hammer being clairvoyant. I mean, maybe like that was like he was he was trying to give a message like under the radar. I don't know. I guess. Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, let's not judge just by the titles. Like, maybe if you listen to the lyrical content, yeah. it becomes more clear that the message uh, was there. Well, let me check the lyrics to She's Soft and Wet, because maybe that... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that, is that... Is he describing a marinade scenario? Yeah, you see? Oh, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, we're going to have to put a content warning on this one. <laughs> oh, boy. I think we just have a permanent like explicit on ours. Oh yeah. Uh, I, I just mean like, you know, a lot of people are fine with how much I say fuck, but don't want to hear about eating people. Oh yeah. Sure. From the game. I see your face. It stands out from the crowd. Move a little closer. Let me be your style. Crazy. Style baby. doesn't rhyme with crowd. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy baby. Crazy about your love. Let me tell about myself. I'm a little bit different than the average Joe. Oh, because I eat people. Oh, I like my girls, and then a little bit more, like more eating them. Fava beans? <laughs> Possibly a nice Chianti? Let's check the bridge. You say you want me, well, I want you too. You say me, you need me, girl, then I need you. You say you love me, well, I love you too. But there's a few things that we got to do. I'm crazy, if baby. If you want to be my lover, I'm crazy about you got to get with my friends. How we like them homeboys. And then the homeboys say, soft and wet. I told you we like them soft and wet. Let me explain myself again. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't feel like he's clarifying. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not. Okay. Yes. As a perfectly lukewarm take, I'm willing to, I'm willing to say, I'm willing to concede that we can't say for a fact that Hammer isn't a clairvoyant, but it doesn't seem likely. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, let me quick check the lyrics to help the children, because maybe he was referring to specific children. Oh, do you think he was predicting Q? Ooh, maybe. Let's see. Will you let them be? Help the children. Will you help the children live to see? Help the children. A generation's trying 
Bombs and crack. Oh, how are, oh, he's talking about bombs and crack, apparently. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. What a bummer. Go back to talking about eating people, Hammer. Let me see. I mean, there's a line that says, let's protect and not molest, which is like well, good advice. Oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, that's what that's a controversial yeah. take. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, but it doesn't mention eating. Uh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> you just want Mike and I to vamp while you read just all of the lyrics brother to the... brother who's left his home. Will you let them be? Help them help our children. Will you help the children live to see? Help the children. Uh, money and death, the lie, the truth. Ooh, is that about uh, Pizza Gate? Maybe. This is the worst audio book ever. Yeah, it's... I mean, look, there's a lot going on here. I'm just trying to parse it out. <laughs> Is this is this how our our Reigns recap podcast is going to be? Like, it needs to be more lively than this. Well, we you know I mean we don't we won't have to read the lyrics to the Reigns episodes. No, it'll just be Dan stammering in an impression for fifty nine minutes. Probably <laughs> yes. I mean, I cannot I cannot deny that I will probably just do a Goldblum the entire time. Yeah, and then like. And then, like, with one minute left, he'll just, like, Goldblum will just say, who killed you? The mayor? Okay, let's get him. <laughs> Roll credits. They don't even show, they don't boom, even boom, show the arrest. Boom, 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 boom. It's always the mayor. Which one was D'Onofrio on? Uh, on criminal Minds. Order. That was uh, Criminal Minds? Criminal, criminal Intent, oh, sorry. Jesus. That, yeah, that was a... Law that was Criminal a Intent. I think its gimmick was... Vincent Actually, D'Onofrio think, is here. Yeah. I, I think Jeff Goldblum took Vincent D'Onofrio's place on Criminal Intent when <sighs> Reigns went away. What? Uh, no. And D'Onofrio was having something of a meltdown or something. Sure. Cool. Oh, yeah, I, I remember for sure that it was a meltdown that was happening. No, I think he but, had like a mental health crisis. Yeah. I, I recall something about that being a thing. Okay. Yeah. Goldblum was on Criminal Intent in season eight. It got to eight seasons? I mean, it probably got some more, right? I mean, it's fun to watch Vincent D'Onofrio D'Onofrio about stuff. Yeah, well, Goldwyn was on a few seasons of Criminal Intent. Huh, I, we're cool. just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. So we've we've definitely run out of things to talk about then. <laughs> Clearly. Clearly. Well, we need to watch that first that pilot episode. Of Reigns? I'll dig yeah. in. And I guess we'll have to follow that up by watching the Goldblum episodes of Criminal Intent. No, that's too many. What do you mean? That's too many episodes. You, how many episodes could that possibly be? Uh, if sixteen times two, <laughs> thirty-two. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thirty-two episodes of the same show. It's just gonna. I just <laughs> mean like British. These procedurals are just like it's just gonna be like ooh, and now this guy has criminal intent. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I don't care for procedurals either, but oh, thirty-two episodes of the same show. Yeah, but I I just don't get into these shows like some people do. Oh, hold on, F. Murray Abraham's in it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're clearly um, out of things to talk about now. Clearly. Or at least we're out of uh, Goldblum-related things to talk about yeah, for now. until we watch this first episode of Reigns. Right. And, of course, everyone else out there, you're going to want to watch that episode of this thing so you can keep up with the thing that we're definitely going to do next we're episode for sure. And I might forget that we said Amazon is going to be wondering what the fuck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. 
Um, yeah, tune in here. Any- tune in here next time after we when we talk about the first episode of the show reigns. <laughs> um, <laughs> does anyone have anything they want to bring to the attention of our massive audience? No. Aside from reigns, just reigns. I guess Watch just reigns. Yeah. It's just rains, baby. Just rains, baby. That'll be the name of the show. The subtitle <laughs> of the show: How bad cast just rains, baby. Yeah. Yep. Sub subtitle of the show: Please hammer, don't hurt him. <laughs> well, sure. <laughs> I mean, we don't want anyone hurt. This is yeah, all for speak fun. Speak for yourself. Okay. Jeez. And you know, maybe, uh, maybe there'll be some comparison of. Uh, uh, how Reigns handles the procedural versus how the X-Files handled the same thing without the nervous energy. Right. And more pornography, I assume. Right. I guess we'll see. Well, like, see, this is this is the thing. Like, uh, if you take away the nervous energy and you only have the weird sexual energy, this is what you get. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm siding more and more with Goldblum here. And it's just by default because everyone else is worse. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's what we wanted to get to. Everyone else is worse than Jeff Goldblum. I mean, wow, Dan. What? Especially yeah, Dan. What did, I, what, did you, what did I do? Um. Well, that's the end of the show. Oh uh, God. <laughs> We're just yeah. ending on I'm the worst. Well, we didn't say the worst, but now that you've copped to it. Well, no, hold on. After we talked about that guy that ate people. Uh, shows over well, everyone <laughs> enjoy enjoy the next you know two weeks or so <laughs> uh, uh, according to the schedule that we've been on lately uh but soon we'll be back and talking about jeff goldblum's star turn in reigns yeah watch it or or don't <laughs> i mean okay, bye. okay.